Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, okay? <laughs> Where I talk about what's morally right, and today I'm going to be talking about eating the rich, okay? You're like, what? Why do you want to eat the rich, man? Okay, when you turn into a cannibal, hold on, my burritos is done. <laughs> anyway. Yes, I'm talking about eating the rich. I'm talking about rich people and how they rule this country, how they take us over. And we just got to eat the rich. I got to get my burritos because I ain't rich. I ain't got no buffets, no butlers, no sexy female cooks and whatnot. Okay? Because I'm not rich. Okay? But, yeah, I'm going to get my burritos back. <laughs> Okay, well, back to what I was saying. So, rich people, the heart of industry, the brains of inspiration and industry, and a whole bunch of corporate nonsense, the very foundations of the United States government. So, and the people everyone aspires to try to be, apparently. Because the main thing nowadays is people want to be rich, people want to be famous, and the internet gives them access to do that. The only problem is they just do the same thing uh, any other person does when they got money and don't know what to do with it. Buy a bunch of random shit, try to act like they're irrelevant, treat everybody that doesn't have money like they're lower than them, beneath them, you know. There's this uh, line in Superman, the... Uh, well, both the animated series and the Lois and Clark show from back in the 90s. And the Lois and Clark show made it cool. I guess it was too cool, so they put it in an animated uh, Superman show. And there's a part where he meets Lex Luthor. And, you know, as you know, Lex Luthor is supposed to be the richest man in the world, especially in the comic books. I guess in DC world, he's like the third richest because, you know, there's Batman, there's Oliver Queen, there's also several, several other rich people that no one talks about unless you know your DC knowledge, and I can go all day on that, but what my point is, he meets freaking Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor shows him how powerful and rich he is, and then he says, hey, and this is actually quite similar to uh, The Temptation of Jesus, where Jesus meets, you know, Satan, Satan takes him on top of a mountain. It shows them the kingdoms of the world. You know, and this is all these things. <laughs> you know, all these things, you know, will be yours if you bow down and worship me. And that's what happened to Jesus. But this is what happened to Superman. <laughs> so Superman goes up at the top of the tower of a building with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor says, I like being on top of this uh, building so I can look down at all the tiny little people, you know, and so and pretty much he was saying he's looking down on them. He, they beneath him. He's they lower than him, but they he said it in such a way that and with the uh, body language that they portrayed on the show, regular show, 
you can say, oh, this guy thinks he's better than everybody. And then he did it again on the animated series. But what's cool about the animated series plus the regular one, you know, Superman's flying above Lex Luthor after he revealed to Lex Luthor he's Superman. And he's like, you know, Superman's like, I'm up here so I can look down on all, you know, I can look down on you or whatever. And, uh, because at first he was like, Lex was like, oh, you're flying above me and how come you don't come down here like you wanted to beat Superman's ass. And pretty much Superman was just like, you know, I'm up here so I can look down on you, you know, and just let him know that you're no better than anybody else walking down there in the streets of the city. Now, that seems irrelevant to most people, but I'm talking about a rich person. You see, the thing I don't get is there's a rich person, okay? Let's say you idolize a rich person. You know, it could be Donald Trump. It could be Elon Musk. It could be freaking Bill Gates. You know, any other, anybody you can think of. What's his name? Jeff Bezos, Bezos. You think all of them. And you go, oh, I like this, like Amazon, which tripped me out when I worked there for a short time. The people there were always, oh, Jeff Bezos, this and that, and, you know, but yet they complained about how they're being treated at the job. Obviously, you got to look at the job and say, okay, this is messed up. I can't stand this. This ain't right. You know, and just stand up for something. But they don't because they want to look favoritized or good because they work for a company for a rich guy that they idolize. And uh, I remember one guy saying, oh, this guy's got billions of dollars. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? And he starts explaining that Jeff Bezos has all this money. And uh, I'm like, who the hell cares? You're not Jeff Bezos. You're not going to meet him. You know, you're all right guy on your own. Why do you care about money from somewhere far in the distance. But anyway, my point is this. Don't idolize the rich guy. Don't, because they're on a different mindset, a different level. Like I said before in another podcast, they can buy anything, pretty much take anything, pick anything they want because of the dollars amounts. The only problem is if you have money, a large amount of money, and all you're doing is running around high-sighting, or should I say showing off, you know, showing off that you got money, buying jewelry, cars, and all this crap. And, you know, you're not putting your money to use. And when I say putting it to use, I mean good use, you know. So it's like, how can I put this in other ways? If you ain't rich, and there's something you want, but yet you have stuff you gotta pay for, and something you need to do, you know, needs and wants are two different things. You need to pay your phone bill. You need to get toilet paper. But you want that new car or you want that new video game system or you want that chick, you know. But we can't get what we want all the time. It's just an honest to God thing. So you got to get what you need before you want. And if you get something you want, but you don't have enough money to afford it, buy the generic version until you get enough money to afford the original version or the, the whatever, the expensive version. You know, you got to break down. You got to compromise for yourself, not for the person you're showing off for. Because the person you're showing off for, as soon as they realize you don't got what they like, 
or you can't give them nothing, they're gone. And so, and this is the, something that rich people probably realize all the time. And so they steadily move it. But the thing is, if you go into it with the same mindset that you have when you're broke, or you're poor, or low income, let's just put it that way, and you get a lot of money, and then you're trying to buy what you want and need at the same time, you're gonna you know, spread your money pretty thin. And it's best to find a way to make money, have more money coming in, like invest your money into something, that way it gives you some kind of purpose. Because if you just go around and you get money, uh, give it to girls, give it to all these people and stuff, that's all you are after a while. And, after, and then when you realize there's days where nobody's around, and you start feeling miserable, like, well, what's wrong with me? What am I gonna do? I got money, people still don't love me. This is the, this is the reality of it. There's people that actually live like this because they didn't gave up their money trying to party, trying to show people that they're somebody. But in the end, nobody's around. And you're just sitting there with all that money and you're bored and you gotta find something to do. It's like that one interview one time they had Michael Jackson and he was running around, I think it was the first one where he, you find out he was had that kid living with him or something. But he was walking around this place like a museum and he's just like, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take that. You know, and the reason why he was doing that, because he had the money to do it. But the whole honesty of it is this. <clears throat> He's bored. They can't get, t I mean, nobody could get close to Michael unless Michael wanted him to. And the man had so much money that anybody that tried to talk to him was trying to take advantage of him. We've seen this in life, his life. When he get, every time he did an interview or anything like that, somebody was trying to take from Michael Jackson. So the thing what I'm trying to say is this. He did that with the picking things, buying things because he was bored, had no friends. And that this is what money does. It makes you quite lonely after a while because you realize everyone around you is fake. Nobody's real. And I mentioned that before about fake people. But it comes a lot in abundance. I mean, a large abundance when you have money. You'll be surprised, I'm telling you, people come out of the woodworks trying to get your money. They try to pick and choose what they want out of you. Okay, I'm like a rich person that pick and choose what they want for themselves. So that's the difference, you know. The whole thing is this, is this money is a control concept. It's a, it's a concept that is really jaded and confused, but I want to tell you something. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you are blessed. Doesn't mean you're better than the next person. It just means that you found a way to make life work for you to be able to have that money. Or maybe you did get a good reward from suing somebody or, you know, won a lottery, whatever the hell it is. But it doesn't mean that you're better than anybody. It doesn't mean that you can control everybody or anybody. You know, give you a story, a biblical story. Uh, and people don't like using the story because it's his story, <laughs> but it's history. The Bible is history, in fact, if you don't want to believe it or not. But the thing is this, okay? So there's two Lazaruses in the Bible. People always think Lazarus that 
Jesus brought back to life and Lazarus that dies, which is the one I'm about to talk about, are the same individual, but they're not. They're two different people. There's actually multiples of people in the Bible with the same names and people think it's the same person. They get that with Cain and then you got Cain in, they think it's the same person. You know, you got John the Baptist and you got John, the chapters of John, and they think it's the same person. It's not. So there's multiple, uh, I can go on and on and on. But anyway, so the one I'm about to talk about, the Lazarus I'm saying, he, just like the other Lazarus, died. Except for, and this is the reason why they think it's the same Lazarus, but it's not. The Lazarus that died, that Jesus brought back from the dead, was a wealthy man. He was wealthy because he had property. He was able to put his body in a tomb, which is only something that you could do back then if you had money. Same thing with nowadays. If someone dies, you can put them in a mausoleum if you have enough money to do that, you know? Or you can just have enough money, put them in the ground, earn whatever. So he was wealthy. But the one I'm talking about that died was poor. So poor, in fact. He had dogs licking his wounds that he got cut and, you know, bruises and stuff. He had dogs licking them and knew all of them by name, named them after angels. And he, he slept in front of a kingdom. He slept in front of the gates of a rich man's uh, house. And this rich man, so rich, and this is this is like showing how some people are that got money, they just don't give a damn. But this guy was so rich, he would use bread as napkins and just throw it on the ground. He'd be like, <laughs> you know. And then Lazarus is sitting there wanting some of this food, you know, he doesn't get it. You know, so this rich dude would come out, tell him why is he sleeping in front of his gate. Throw the crumbs at him, it ain't nothing to him, you know. And uh, he just make fun of him every day. And the rich dude will sit there and say a biblical quote, mostly from Isaiah. And he would walk off and be like, oh, whatever. And then eventually Lazarus died. You know, every day in front of this guy's house, gates of his house, you know, getting dogs, licking his, his cuts and bruises getting breadcrumbs why this guy has this big ass buffet probably a whole bunch of hotties with bodies and uh what happens next is this okay this is pretty crazy the rich guy dies and this is after the, the poor dude lazarus died and he gets the he gets to you know to the afterlife and he's in a dark place so dark in fact you can't see anything but he, he feels fire feels heat you know, he just feels really sweaty, hot, and everything. And he looks up, and he can see through a tiny hole, a big hole, whatever, it's a hole, that Lazarus, the poor dude, that was in front of his house, at the gates of his house every day, was sitting next to Abraham. And they say within Abraham's bosom, which is usually when I hear bosom, I think the chicks are big knockers, but, you know, it should say chess, but it's his bosom. Maybe it's just a, a century slang, because we don't use that in our common slang in America. But anyway, because you know, King James and translations. So in that time period, 
I think the 1600s, maybe maybe before that. He they used to say bosom instead of chest or something. Maybe I don't know. But so anyway, he's sitting up in there, and this bridge dude's like, "Hey, Lazarus, how you get up there, and how are you eating and drinking with these people? Because Lazarus is having a good time. He's having a ball. He's kicking it with Abraham, one of the founders of, of faith and Hebrew uh, belief, and." He's sitting there enjoying himself for the first time, but in the afterlife, not in this life. And the rich dude is down there burning, sweating, saying, hey, what is he doing? And Abraham starts speaking to him. He's like, hey, I want, you know, the rich dude's like, hey, I want to be up there with Lazarus, eating and drinking and stuff. And then then Abraham's like, you know, you can't come here, you know. You, You can't get no help from what you did in life. And, he, and then, you know, he's sitting there like, what I do in life, you know? And uh, so much things that happened with this rich guy to where every action he did that he thought was pure was wrong. Not feeding this man that died in front of his house was one of them. And so the consequence of his afterlife is to sit there and watch Lazarus enjoy himself. And he was like looking at Lazarus like, hey, just give me one drop of water. Give me one drop of water. Just put it on my, just have one drop hit my tongue. And he couldn't get that. He couldn't even get that because it showed how greedy he was in the real world that in hell he couldn't get a damn thing. And if you would like to read, I suggest you read The Inferno. talks about the city of this and stuff, the city of rich people. Uh, pretty much greed, which is what we got a lot of on this earth. There's a lot of greedy cities. Um, and it's poetry. People think it's a big story. It's mostly poetry if you read The Inferno. Um, but the point of what I'm trying to say is this, is that one little story, one little biblical knowledge is about a rich man who thought he was living a a life of goodness, ended up being a thing that was truly wicked and realized in the afterlife. Happens multiple times through the Bible. Even Jesus confronts taxpayers and things that got money, and the fate is always severe for him. Pretty much going all the way back to Moses. Hell, even before that, Abraham had to deal with three kings. So it's a thing that happens. Now, back to modern day society, too many people are worshiping these false gods, these deities of entertainment and popularity. These government officials, these Hollywood actors, these musicians are minstrels. <laughs> and uh, now, in the most oddest time, the prostitute type females, the strippers, uh, the porn stars, don't entertainers, let's just put it that way. And, I mean, it goes on and on. These people get idolized. And because some of them are wealthy, they get more idolized and then they get your money. And so, the thing that's so odd about it is, is how clueless a, a regular person can be. Not to realize that the companies you're buying from are rich people and the people that's working for them they're getting paid very little 
these companies make billions of dollars every year. They should be paying us. They should be paying you fifty to hundred dollars an hour. What, what a business is making billions should be paying their employees in the trillions. <laughs> Even though that makes no sense, somewhere it makes fact logic. These entertainers, these they need to give back, and they probably have more wealth. It's like the story of the woman that goes in a church every day. Every time she went there, she'd only afford a couple pennies to put in there, and then. She got rewarded big time and it got to help another woman with a child and stuff. So, it's, you know, it's like paying homage, getting back, bigger reward, you know, and not because you're trying to look fancy. People do these things. Uh, they call them, I forget how the people say, getting clocked or whatever the hell it is. You know, they're trying to make themselves look like they're doing something. You know, so it make them get even, even bigger as an entertainer. But why not just do something for your, for, that you believe in? Not a cause that you're just doing because it looks popular. It's the new trend. One rich person do it, so you should do it. It's like the time when Angelina was going around getting her family, getting her kids. I don't know where you see Madonna doing the same thing in, in, in uh, Africa. You see other girls doing the same thing, adopting kids that's not their own. But why? Just because one woman idea of trying to make a unified family of cultural uh, togetherness. Because that's what it was. She had multiple kids of different cultures and you bring them around to bring them together to make them realize that they can respect and love each other no matter what color they are. It's a beautiful thing, actually. So props to Angelina Jolie. But no props to those or just do it to, because the other person did it and you're trying to be famous and more loved and not really show love to those you're getting you know so nothing is this rich people should find a way to give back in the most biggest way find a way to, to make a new education system step up and try to find a way to help these people who try to rehabilitate their lives actually be able to save their lives you know, step up to make sure a woman that has kids that needs help actually gets the help of funding and the education they might need or jobs they might need to be able to protect and grow their family. Make sure this teenage kid ain't going to be another victim. Make sure he's going to be a guy, divide and conquer, succeed. <clears throat> Don't ask me why I got hiccups, but, and burps. You can do it, people. You can help society by trying to be your own person, trying not to worship these rich people, but become one of them, but don't be like them. If you get wealthy, go ahead and make an animal reserve for animals that's being freaking tortured or ones that are going extinct, which is a very big thing with me. Because if one thing stops to exist, the rest of us stop to exist. People be talking about bees going extinct lately because if they go, a lot of other things go. We have to preserve the mortal coil, no matter if it's human or quadruped or any other type of species. You know, this is the honest to God truth. So I believe that we all have to strive to succeed and have success. Don't just get money or act like you have money and be an annoying 
irritating, disrespectful person because no one's bowing down to you. Some of these OnlyFans girls and things like that on these other platforms, you know, they're begging for money like Twitch or something like that. You know, you don't deserve it. And if you got the money, you know, at least try to find something to put it to good use. You know, if you uh, entertainer, you know, on the internet or whatever, and you have money up the yin yang, and you're sitting there, you know, talking about give me more money, you know, follow me, and all this crap, and yet you're not doing nothing truly to provide or show your worth to obtain or achieve that success or that financial money that you're begging for. In all reality, there needs to be a limitation on how people respond to the actions of the rich folk. And it has to be a way the rich folk can sit back and truly prove they deserve to have financial money. Now, far from me to, to, to be the judge of all this, but I believe there's someone greater than I, greater than the whole humanity. And that person is looking down on all of us. So the best thing to do is to step forward for trying to make something great of ourselves that can benefit all of humanity. And with that being said, I'm just going to call it quits because my burrito might be getting cold here, man. <laughs> but anyway, peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. Always try to have a dream that you can latch onto. Be your own person. Don't copy no one else. I don't care if it's the most popular comment. Everybody's doing it. The hell with everybody's doing. I'm the number one guy who's always went against what everybody does. I won't go watch a movie that's popular because everyone says it's popular. I'm going to watch it when I feel like it. You know, I don't join causes and things like that. I stand for what I believe in. And what I believe in is trying to fight for something great. Trying to be something great. Trying to be successful. And most importantly, I believe God will be with me while I do it. And with that being said, like I said, <laughs> peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. This has been Moral High Ground. Please don't put yourself higher above anybody else like a rich person because, well, you might not deserve it. So peace be with you. Stay strong. And Godspeed. Be safe.